0: Hello and welcome to the Strength to be Human podcast with your host, poet and playwright Mark Antony Rossi. In this, our second year, we continue to explore the meaning of being an artist in an ever-changing digital world. Now, without further ado, here is your host... Hi, folks, and welcome back to Strength To Be Human. I'm your host, Mark Rossi, poet, playwright, and host of this show. Uh, My voice is in the best today, so please forgive me for that. Sometimes you have one of those bouts, and I still got a schedule, and I still want to move forward, so do the best we can with this. This is going to be episode 150. Certainly is a milestone at 150 episodes, so I couldn't be any more prouder of it. And thank you all for your support. Of course, it has to fall on a day where I don't have the best voice. What are you going to (laughs) do? That's life. Now, this is going to be called Keeping the Journal and jiving a Memory. Now, sometimes I get ideas from people that that, that call in or write me or text me or sometimes I'm just chatting with somebody and the idea comes about, oh, yeah, I should do a show on that. I, I think that's what this one came about because if you think about it, Many of us do some sort of journal, and we just don't call it that, and we'll discuss that to see you know if you might fall in that category or maybe something you might want to join with the rest of us that are doing because I do a lot of note-taking. so it's not that unusual. It's just that there is a more formal version of all this, and we'll talk about that as well. so I'm going to kind of put together the show in like three different sections we'll we'll do the the informal more of about note taking. And then there'll be a formal section, which is an actual journal, which is really more like an extended diary or like even almost like an intellectual type of diary. And then we get the last section will be more about notes on notes. Okay. All right. Now I've always, I've always liked the topic and I've always liked the practice mainly because for me notes are really the key for me to remain on top of what I do. And also they remain prolific, because I can't without notes. I, it doesn't even matter if I'm older versus when I started when I was younger. I've always been uh, fond of notes. I've always taken them. It's just that they transformed over the years. I remember when I was uh, starting out uh, writing in California in the Air Force, and then when I went to Germany afterwards. I mean, it was little, little pieces of paper here and there. When posters came out, I was doing that could be part of an envelope, envelope or just uh, scratching off a piece of paper or something else, There's a note on this, a note on that. Put them in your pocket. At the end of the day, you put them together, maybe put them in a regular book, and then you can look at them as you go out. That's what I used to do for years. I used to carry around a, a pad and a paper at times, although they got a little bit more awkward when I started dating because it kind of looked a little weird and. And half the times the pencil would stab me in places that, you know, I don't want to talk about on the show. Okay. So and we didn't have no cell phones back then. So sometimes it does left us stuff at the house and I hope the hell I remembered whatever note came to me. Cause you know, notes like ideas or even memories that you thought you forgot, they can come to you out of the blue. And next thing you know, you got a, a piece of something that could be useful, you know, creatively. All right, so the idea here with the journaling, you know, I'm just calling it that because that's really what it's formally called. To me, it's still a, just a, a fancy way of, of note-taking, but we'll, we'll stick with journal, and it sounds better for a title of the show anyway rather than, you know, advanced note-taking by Mark. I mean, that doesn't sound as cool, but the show and really the topic is, is about just to sort of remind you about what's out there and what's something that you can do that can help you with creativity. I'm not here to sell you on anything. If you don't want to do it, if you're not interested in it, you don't think that your style of creativity can limit, that's fine. Just keep one thing in mind if you don't know this already. As you progress with your life, things change in your life. And when things change in your life, oftentimes you have to make adjustments to your writing. I don't have the same kind of schedule I had when I was younger. I mean, now I have a wife, I have uh, two kids, six cats, three of them foster cats, two goldfish and a dog. Oh, yeah, and that other other little weird fish in the tank, a planko, whatever the hell they call those things, eats junk and whatever. So that that makes a real impact on your time, on your time management, just even on your state of mind. I mean, so notes, possibly for me, it may be more important for you it's good for you to get in a habit in general because you're going to have those days you're going to have those moments you're certainly going to have those years where you wish you could fall back on something other than a blank, blank sheet or a couple of thoughts you might have had three days ago in between a burrito and a coke so that's why they're really good just because they have a, a way to help frame things from you that you might not be able to frame otherwise they also a great way to get yourself out of writer's block and they're also a very good way Just to sort of manage some of your basic memories that you may have. Memory management is important. I don't care if you're twenty two or eighty-two. We're not all gonna remember the same things. And on a creative basis, that memory might have a different shading later on versus what you put down on that journal. It might bring it back. That's why I like it so much, because for me, I find that a lot of stuff is stuck in my head that won't seem to come out unless it has something to point the way to it almost like a marker or a beacon and that's what notes are good for. They help bring that out when you can't really recall it you can't get that right slice or that right angle on it that note in your journal can do that. So keep it in mind on a more informal basis that's really what the note what's really what the journal is. It's a note-taking device. It could be an actual journal. And I always recommend the official put-together journal that they sell out there, mainly because it could be a stressful thing. It looks all fancy. It has all these lines. You think you're supposed to do this? You're supposed to do that? No, it really should be something that should be lax and free and should be able to do it without any consequence, without any convention, without any restriction, because it's about you putting down something that might be useful later. It could be a word or a line or a paragraph, hell, a couple of pages if you have to. But you should be able to dictate to it what you want to do. So sometimes the formal journals, I find, could be psychological barriers to putting down notes because people sit there and go, oh my God, I got 28 lines here, but I only got like two lines I want to put down. Well, unless you want to break that down into a date, or section or something, you know that device isn't really helpful. I, I like just a regular pad. You don't have to worry about that. I know a few people. They literally just type out some notes and they print it out, put it in a little little um, like folder that you get at the dollar store or something. Here's my folder with a bunch of notes I got, and then they can look through them. Doesn't matter know when they were date. They don't need a name. They're only just a bunch of notes. They're in there now. They're saved. That's it keep it on your computer. I have a lot of notes on my phone, which is really helpful. So I use that a lot, but I actually do a combination of all these things because moods, they're not just for women, they're for men too. And I could be kind of moody about things. There's times where I just don't want to sit there on my phone, no matter how convenient it is and putting down a bunch of notes. Sometimes it hurts my eyes Sometimes I don't feel concentrating on it. Sometimes I just don't care about using the phone. Sometimes I just want to sit there and write a note or two with a pad and a paper. I'm happy to do so. And sometimes it brings you back to my old memories of when I used to do that exclusively. Because I don't do that as much anymore. But still, they're very useful to have. If you want, because maybe you feel it'll help you on a discipline type of basis, then you can use the more formal journal if that's what you want to do. And you can use the formal journal in an informal way. So this way, you're still putting down what you want and you don't have to be confined on this page or that paragraph or this or that. You can just do whatever you want because that's really what I would encourage in the situation is to make sure that you're getting down what you want to get down. You're not trying to pretend for somebody. You're not posing for the camera. You know what I mean? You're not trying to make the journal makers happy. It's all about you. And some of the useful information that you want to put down to save. Because remember, that's what this is about. It's about you saving something that at the moment feels important. It feels pressing. But you can't really do anything with it at the moment. So the best thing to do is to save it in something that we call a journal, or just a formal place where you put notes. Again, journal sounds a lot better than formal place where I put notes. (laughs) Now, lots of people, they have a lot of ideas about this. Some people, they have stereotypes about what a journal really is. All right, let me tell you something. It's not some big confessional piece of equipment, all right? You're not putting down your... You're deep in thoughts and feelings. I don't like her. I like him. You know, I wish my mother hugged me more. My daddy didn't say I love you enough. It's none of that kind of stuff. It's really more of an informal and then sometimes formal professional device. That's really what it is to help you with your creativity, to help you with your memory management, to help you with your writing. That's what it is. It's not something that you're doing as a form of self-therapy. So don't think of it that way because it's not. I mean, sometimes people, if they write enough in it or even have enough of a flow in that moment, they might have some therapeutic things that come out. Don't get me wrong. It happens. We're human. But it's not really meant for that. And if it happens on a regular basis, I don't know. Maybe there's something you need to get out. And that's not a bad thing. But it's really just meant, meant for those turd little moments. Got a couple lines here. Got a couple words there. You might even have a title or two that you think are great, but you don't have anything else for it yet. You don't even know if it should go in a fiction or, or in a poem. You just don't know. But you want to save it because you don't want to forget it. There's nothing worse for somebody creative forgetting something they think was great and they don't remember. Oh, man, I wish i remember. I hate that. That's the reason why I'm so fond of notes. I just hate forgetting stuff. I feel like I might have missed out on something. And I never liked that kind of feeling at all. Now, we got some folks that they feel, and I'm one of them, okay, that the only way I can really memory manage, the only way I can really jive a memory, so to speak, is to put down a couple of notes. It always seems to me to gel together later. I never fail with having notes. In fact, I would say on the average, I probably use about 75% of the stuff I put down as notes. To me, it's quite valuable. Other people, maybe they put a bunch of stuff down and they only lose a little bit. It's still great that you're using it, okay? No one says you have to have a percentage. I just noticed that I, I use a lot of it. It tends to be more important. Me, anyway. And when you start getting used to using it, in a way, I find that you get a closer communication, a better contact with your creative self. Because, you know, your creative self is different, I feel, than your personal self. You might even be different than your family self or your work self. Sometimes people have different selves for different tasks. I don't always encourage this, but that's people. People can be complex. Some folks, they wouldn't mind having a better relationship with their creative self. Notes help you do that because eventually when you, when you make it into a, a regular habit, you're going to find your creative self talking to you more than it normally does. And that's actually a positive benefit from doing this. It's one of the main reasons why I do it because I want to have that relationship with my creative self. I I don't know, maybe I'm an insecure guy, but I feel that I can't go ahead creatively on anything if I'm not really in regular contact with my creative self. I feel lost and I feel like, what the hell am I doing? That's just me. So to me, it's, it's very important as a ritual, as a memory management tool, is a note-taking device as a journal. I don't know what new name you want to call it, but to me, that's why it's so important. And you might find one or two of those uses I'm talking about. So I definitely urge you to at least give it a try. Like I said, job's not to sell it to you. It's not like I'm getting a royalty if you buy somebody's journal. You can make your own up for free. You can print it on the computer, do it on your phone. There's a million ways to go about it. I know a guy... He puts it on index cards. He has a, a little pushpin board by his desk. And he puts up 10, 20, 30 of these things a week. Whatever the hell strikes his fancy, he starts writing about the rest of them. If they don't do anything for a while, he throws them in the garbage. That's what he does. Like I said, people have so many different ways of doing it. And that's fine. You know... You don't have to be able to be in touch with your creative self through note-taking. I mean, I know people that say they do it for meditation. But I still don't understand that if you meditate and you calm yourself down and you get some cool stuff from your creative self, I mean, do you remember that really good to write it down? Or you just got to put that down as a note anyway? So I don't really get that part. Maybe I have to ask more questions about that. But I know someone who told me they did that. Uh, some people feel they get stuff from their dreams. Again, you know, no pad nearby. That's how I am. Uh, some people get it through uh, their own form of therapy or from formal therapy. Some people just from getting it from being in a writer's group. I know a girl that does spoken word. We're going to do an episode in October on spoken word. You know, just the ins and outs of it. And she said that she could read her work in a spoken word cafe place, and then get more creativity to do other things. Wow, that's cool. So that's what she does. Other people get it. Uh, Just from talking to other people. I get sometimes I get creatively inspired by talking to other creative people. Sometimes even doing the show. Hey, let me do that one. So it happens. So it's not the only way to get in touch with your creative self. To me, I just find it one of the best and also one of the easiest because it helps you in many ways track things. If you think about it, uh, journaling or note taking are really like the the first primitive form of a computer because that's what you did to put down stuff to save to later. And also you can think about it like, you know, your ancient computer. Although I can't really see people, you know, cuneiforming with, a, with a the special shape in the clay, with a bunch of notes, and then it dries, and I'm like, yeah, hey, I don't know. i throw that damn tablet out and do another one. I mean, I guess it's possible, but think of all the work for that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's possible that people have been doing this for thousands of years. I'm just not really sure if we ever found anything, you know, Egyptian papyrus or Sumerian cumiform or, you know, any other of the uh, the various um, ways that people jutted down things. I mean, I know we found lists of supplies and inventories and calculations and all that. but I don't know if we ever found any notes from somebody trying to compose writing. <laughs> but you never know what could be out there. But I've always felt that in many ways, note-taking to me it always seemed to be natural in terms of, of somebody being creative. It just made sense so that you didn't you didn't miss a muse or you didn't miss a memory or you didn't miss a moment. It just makes to me always made sense. And that's why I try to encourage people to do so. I think they find themselves a lot better off with doing that. Something that seems so innocent and easy and, and, and quite frankly informal becoming so integral and so important to your creativity. I found it to be really essential. I honestly don't know if it would be easy for me to live without doing some sort of note. That's just me. I guess I'm really into it. (laughs) Now, there's folks that do this on a more formal basis and they formally journal using a formal journal. And what is that? It's really more in my opinion, of an extended diary. You can sort of crisscross into the daily activities of your life, maybe some writing ideas as well, and just do it that way. It won't read like a diary because it wouldn't be as personal, but nevertheless, it's creative and personal together. And some people do this uh, religiously. You know, I journal every Wednesday. I journal every day. I journal once a week. I mean, they have a whole routine for it, a journal every two weeks. This depends on how you want to do about it. Some people say, I got a journal at least once or twice a month, I'm putting in something useful. So this depends on how, you know, how useful you think you can get out of that. I don't really have a set formula for you to, to do that with because I don't really believe in such. You do whatever you feel is necessary. It could be a couple times a week. It could be every day for a while. It really depends on your your state of uh, curiosity with the world or possibly even your emotional turmoil, how you're communicating with your creative self, You know what, what's going on with you at that time. I find, and you guys can correct me if you like, I find some people journal more when they don't feel well as much as when they feel well. I don't know. Almost like they have more to say when they're sick. I guess that's possible. I'm not sick right now, although I probably sound like it. <laughs> but um, I understand why you still want to put through on that. Almost like it's a way to just fight back the illness. Hey, you're not going to get me. I'm still doing what I got to do, which is why I'm doing the show right now. You know, unless I'm actually have no voice, I don't care. I'm, I'm just going out there and doing it. But I think it makes sense. The plans for people to journal when they feel. They're at their lowest moments or at their darkest times or they're just not in the best of health. It's really not a bad idea. Sometimes it's a good way to help yourself become more grateful to yourself when you have a better day, when you have a better health, or a better time or a better moment. You can look back on that and go, oh, boy, I was hurting and then now I'm feeling better. There's nothing wrong with that either. We all need to be able to have some form of a contrast, so that's what we know. Because remember, wherever there's good, there's going to be bad and vice versa. Not all going to be consistently good or consistently bad. That's why journaling, I, I feel, is so important. It really helps you see that more clearly than watching a TV show or watching the news. Or even hear somebody's dire story. Because, you know, you might not be always paying that much of attention to it. It might not always grab you either. You might not even think the person as being accurate or authentic. Maybe they're just exaggerating. But you'll definitely believe yourself when you read a journal and go, man, was I messed up. Man, was I out of it. It helps, believe it or not. Now, the notes on the note-taking. Well, It's not too uh, complicated to see that if you don't have to really have a formal system, then it's just really about you putting together, you know, enough either discipline or just enough availability, meaning that whatever you're trying to do to put notes on is available. Whether that be the small pen and the paper, if you want to carry that, or you just wait till you get home because you remember a few things, or you throw a few things on a, on a little note area of your phone and maybe you get back later on and put that into something else. I do that sometimes redundantly, which sounds weird, but I do. I don't know why, but I just do because I think I like doing it. So it's not just about setting your mind on to, hey, I want to do this. I like this idea. It's also about trying to figure out how can you build in your habits and in your life ways for you to get access to put down you know, these notes, these journals, whatever you want to call them? Because it doesn't do you any good if you, don't have, if you don't have a means to do so. And by the time you do, you might forget it. I mean, unless you're in an office setting where you're going to have some paper and some men or something like that, then you don't have to worry about it as much. But everybody's in that kind of setting when they're going to have that. You know, if you work in a restaurant, you're not always going to have that, you know, unless you're a steward or, you know, cocktail waitress or something. You're out there cooking. You're not near any of that. No, can you be? Um, I know a couple of people, uh, one in particular, she likes to put down a lot of her notes on one of those dictograph machines. It could be a mini tape recorder. They got digital ones now, too. That's what she likes to do a lot. You could do that as well. But that doesn't mean that you got to, you know, you got to carry it with you. I think they have some of those smart watches where I think it has the area where you can record something. You could do that. You could even do the recording part on your phone. If you don't feel like writing it, just put it to your face, you know? You know, that girl across the street, She keeps looking at me strangely every time I go get the mail. I don't remember seeing her last week, but I wonder, is she a visitor to those people? Is she a relative? Is she going to live there forever? I'm curious. Something like that. I know it's easy to write about girls. That's why I say that. I don't think I'm weird or anything, but, you know, I only could talk about aliens and cats for so much. Then I have to go to girls. (laughs) But yeah, something like that would be helpful. For you you can kind of go from there. You play it back. Sometimes people, when they play it back, you know, they might write something from it or maybe add something to it by writing it down. Or they might say, "Okay, I'm gonna go this way now. Listen to it, and then I'm gonna start over recording something else after that to continue with that." It just gave me a new idea. Just gave me a new set of thoughts, and that's great. That's great too. Because again, just like the notes, it can be super helpful to let you know that what you have to say could matter. It could be the forms of something creative. You know, you can't have popcorn without those kernels. And to me, I find from my own creativity, I can't really do anything worthy of substance if I didn't have some basic notes about things I was thinking about. Because that's normally how I am. I think about things for a while, even before I put down notes. That's why they become so important, because you might have some other thoughts behind you that are not so organized. They're not so collected. They don't even seem like they make any kind of real sense. But the note could be a connecting piece to them later. It's almost like the note can be a key to unlock what the hell those thoughts are all about. Oh, that's what they mean. So it it almost like it sends out something to you, here, take this, so you can figure it out later. Almost like a clue to a mystery, you know? Possibly a piece to a puzzle. That's another reason why I like them. You might find that that's the case as well. And with that, Notes start becoming, especially if you put them together with some kind of structure, they almost become like a really, really loose draft of something. I mean loose because it's not going to have any real, real form or anything. Hell, you might not even be sure of the exact direction. You just know from your gut, because that's where your creative self is usually coming from, that this is going to mean something soon. So in in a strange way, taking down notes and following what you feel might be something useful down the line is like an act of faith. You're believing on something that's not fully formed, but you're still doing it anyway because you're going with that hunch. You're jiving that memory. You know, you're throwing that dice. You want to see what you're going to get. I remember writing that a long time ago when I was in Germany. I used to say, is this paradise or is this a pair of dice? Because you don't know if you're walking into something beautiful like the Garden of Eden. Well, you know, before we got screwed up. Or you're throwing a pair of dice because you're risking good and you're risking bad. I just like the play of the words. but To me, it always made sense as well. I don't know why. It just always made sense to me. I like to play with that and you can do the same as well. Keep in mind that whether it's no taking no journal taken or even those folks that use diaries I know a lot of people that use diaries I just haven't found diaries to be as helpful with with creative fiction type stuff I mean they're really good if you need to use them on a nonfiction thing, that could be very helpful. If you're writing a memoir, a journal could be instrumental beyond belief. But when you're doing a poem, you're doing a fiction piece, you're doing a play, I haven't find them as useful. In fact, in many instances, I think um, Anne Sexton was one of them, where when they checked out her diaries, they they didn't find very much connection to some of her notes or even her formal poetry because she was suffering from mental illness and a lot of things in her diaries, they were products of her mental illness. And therefore, it was just not easy to really understand where she was going with that. You couldn't draw any straight lines or any real conclusions. So they don't always work out the best. They could just be therapeutic run-throughs. It could be just deeply personal stuff. They have nothing to do with your creativity life, you know, or if it could be useful. But like I said, they have a very limited shelf life, in my opinion. If some people will take diaries on a regular basis and they think, hey, Mark, I get a lot of stuff out of these. That's great. But you're probably just doing what you think is a diary, but you're probably just doing a journal, not realizing what you're doing, doing a little combination of all of it. You want to call it a diary. That's great. If you're using anything at it on a regular basis, you're probably more journaling than anything else. But I won't quibble with words. I'm not going to rename the show Diary. It's going to be journal, okay? If you want to use Diary, there's nothing wrong with with that. Just uh, you got to remember, people have various impressions when you say the word diary versus when you say the word journal. So if you talk to somebody, even a personal friend, you know, in a, in a personal setting, you know, I put that in my diary the other day. They're gonna look at you a little weird. They're gonna be like, really? Am I in your diary too? Because people think of diaries more as a book of hidden secrets and you know, in a, you know, feelings they haven't you know let anyone know yet. They don't. They don't think of the journal the same way. They think of a journal as more of you know a pre-run for writing, uh, a way to collect some thoughts, maybe even some autobiographical, formal type stuff, It's not the same as I secretly have a crush on this girl, or I, I have a dog for 10 years and I still don't like this dog, you know, or, you know, when is this goldfish going to die? I'm tired of feeding it. You know, they're just thinking they're expecting something dark, you know, and citizen when they hear a diary. They don't usually expect that from a journal. But, you know, you can use the word you want to use. There's there's nothing wrong with that at all. All right, folks, I'm definitely uh, done with that subject, and I'm hoping it it spurs some interest, hoping it spurs some of your inspiration and becomes a useful device in the many things that we have to use to help us maintain our creativity and keep being interesting and productive writers. Don't forget, we got one more episode at the end of the month. Hopefully by then I'll have a better voice about identity. So that's going to be interesting. In October, we're going to be doing some really, really fascinating shows. I'm going to be doing one. I interview with uh, Michelle Westerval from Canada. We'll be doing a, a classic series on Edgar Allan Poe's sequel. I also want to do a show on Ron Sterling. So this will be the first time I did two creative um, classic shows in the same month. But I'm ready for Rod Sterling. I'm ready. Uh, We're going to do definitely a show on the spoken word. That's going to really be uh, fascinating. we got a few others. I'm still working on some of the ideas behind them, but I'll have plenty to come, believe me. It's going to be a great uh, October. I'm definitely looking forward to it. All right, folks, until next time, that's Mark Anthony Rossi's Dread to Be Human. That's episode 150. Keep it the journal. Jive in the memory. God bless. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Follow the show and support our efforts by visiting our sponsors at www.strengthtobehuman.com or purchasing an ebook at www.somapublishing.com.